Hello and welcome to episode 289 of the Veg Grab Podcast. My name's Richard and I absolutely love growing food in my allotment and garden. Today is the 20th of April 2020 and today I've got a little chat lined up with Bethan from Bethan's Kitchen and Garden. She's been on the podcast before and it's always great to chat to her. But firstly, what have I been up to today? Well, today has been a day at home and I mainly spent the day sorting out my herbs. Now, I keep a collection of herbs by my back door, all in pots because that's just convenient. But they're also there because that's where I need them. I can just walk out my kitchen when I'm cooking and grab whatever herbs I need. Now, there's quite a selection of herbs amongst this. Mint, various types, oregano or oregano, depends on how you want to pronounce it. Sage, lots of rosemary, you name it, it's there. And basically, I just went through all my pots, gave them a good weeding, sorted out what I thought was dead and removed those, worked out what plants need to be potted up into bigger plants, and there was a few of those, and worked out what needed moving. So out of that lot, my bay tree, I felt, was in the wrong place. I don't think it's getting enough sunlight just there, and I think it needs a bit more oomph. The leaves are just not looking green enough for my liking. I also moved my sorrel, which is not technically a herb. It's more like a salad leaf, I guess. But it's been eaten a lot by the chickens, believe it or not. But where it is, I wasn't happy with it either. So I've moved that somewhere else. As well as that, my oregano and my black currant sage, they needed potting up into a bigger pot. Now the oregano, I can't actually get out of the pot at the moment. It's in a terracotta pot. And I've got that soaking in water overnight on the hope that that might just get it out. If not, I'm going to have to come up with a fish slice around the edge or something to get it out so I can pot it into a bigger pot. My black currant sage, however, that did come out and that came out quite easy because when I pulled it out, the soil was just full of roots. It was pot bound like you wouldn't believe. You'll see it on tomorrow's video, funnily enough. But basically what happens when pots get pot bound is the the roots just go round and round the soil they've got nowhere to go and nowhere to move so they don't really grow because of that now this is quite easy to sort out i just pulled out the root ball teased the roots out so that they have a bit more way to go a bit more of a, a destination to fill the way out and then potted that into a bigger pot with a chance that new compost is going to help reinvigorate i haven't had that blackcurrant sage for all that long i think i bought it last year so it's quite surprising just how fast it has grown well that's what i've been up to today but what have you been up to in your own garden or allotment please let me know now i've got bethan on the line bethan how's things your end oh so far richard we're all fine here nothing uh, major to report it's all going okay yeah, you're keeping yourself busy. Yes, yeah. Well, I've got the two children at home, so um, they are uh, keeping me busy. And then I'm trying to uh, fix my front and back gardens, get them into a um, productive state. So that's keeping me busy too. Well, that's what I kind of wanted to talk to you about because I've seen on your videos you're basically giving up your allotment. That's right. Yes. yes. Um, there's various reasons for me giving up the allotment. I'm still growing, though, because I'm going to grow in my front and back garden. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm quite lucky to have a fairly big front and back garden. And um, my allotment was just too big um, for me to maintain 
And what I was doing was I was growing lots of, say, cabbages, for instance. And then I wasn't growing them very well because I was just growing loads of them. And I, I didn't feel like I was maintaining the crops as well as I should have been doing. So I thought I would downsize and then hopefully be able to concentrate a bit more on what is growing rather than trying to keep, maintain everything all the time. Mm, yeah, I mean, I remember when I visited both your allotment and your garden, I was actually quite impressed with just how much space you had there. The allotment particularly was large, very large. Yes, the allotment is is huge. And as you probably know, because I go on about it all the time, there's no water over there. Mm. So when it gets like this in the summer, well, you know, I mean, it's not summer now, but the weather's been good. So I've been going through the water that I have um, saved at home quite a lot. You know, uh, that's in my water butts. So it doesn't take me long to go through the water butts over the allotment. And then um, I was having to ferry water over there all the time. And that was quite a laborious, hard job. Um, so that, that's probably been the main reason why I've given up my allotment, really, is the watering issue. Yeah. Um, it just takes too much time. That makes, I mean, that makes a lot of sense why you're doing that. I mean, why, why they have no water? Well, I guess there's no way to get it plumbed out or something, but... Um, well, the thing is, they've got a school right next to the allotment, so the school has got water mains, so they could just, you know, run it. Uh, there are the facilities there, they just they just won't run them for some reason. Mm, they, yeah. So that's, that's probably why um, uh, I've given it up. But also, when I first took on the allotment, like when I first wanted to grow things, it was because I wanted to grow fruit for making wine from. Mm-hmm. And I thought when I first started, I needed a huge space to grow fruit trees and fruit bushes. And as I've gone on and learned more, um, I've learned about you know dwarf root in stock and um, that you don't need as much room as I originally thought. So that's another reason why I'm giving up the allotment and growing in my back garden because I, I feel like it's a feasible thing that I could do now rather than when I first started and it was, um, uh, I, I thought everything needed to be in an orchard and really spaced out, you know, and now I, I realise you can train things up and uh, grow differently then. That's also a very interesting point as well, actually, because, yeah, um, having lots and lots of different fruit trees and fruit uh, plants is great. But, I mean, most of my apple trees in my garden are in pots, and they produce pretty well, may not yeah. be as much as if they were in the ground, but it's adequate for my wife and I. What you need, yeah, yeah. And I think that comes with the experience of, you know, of, of gardening for a bit. So I've loved having my allotment because I have um, experimented with lots of things and I've learned lots of things that I might not necessarily have wanted in my own back and front garden, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so... So now I can set up my front and back garden to look nice as well as grow fruit and veg. Yeah. That's yeah. Plan, <laughs> that's always, I, I always think that's the hardest thing about growing in your home compared to an allotment is making it look nice. Certainly for me, because I'm just such a messy bugger. Um, yeah, yeah, definitely. 
Uh, I like it. Not, not that you're a messy bugger. I just think that you <laughs> wanted to look nicer in your front and back garden. Yeah. No, I, I, I fully admit I'm a messy bugger, so I'm, I'm, I'm totally with that. I mean, <laughs> I, I was planning this year anyway, as you probably know, growing more at home, and I was building these quite what I thought were going to be attractive beds. And the one that I have built does look pretty good. Unfortunately, yeah. I can't go and get the materials to build any more now to finish those two off. Otherwise, I would have had two more beds built there by now, which is really, yeah. really frustrating. Well, it's the same with me because um, I started to build the beds in the back garden and now everything is closed down and is on lockdown. So I'm having to use the old pallet wood from the allotment mm-hmm. um, as a temporary bed for everything. And then probably... Hopefully now I'll get about two years more out of that and then I'll replace it with some really good timber that will last a lot longer. Um, But my trick is to paint everything so it just looks nice, so everything looks uniform and, uh, you know, when when you first go in, all all the paintwork matches and everything. And That's just going to be my work around for a bit um, (laughs) until, until things open up. Yes, yeah, yeah. I'm longing for those days, although... By then, we'll probably have so many things growing in where the beds are going to go that it's not going to be possible to build them until next winter. But that gives yeah, us that's... something to look forward to. <laughs> well, I was kind of hoping that I would build all my garden now and it would be good for another 10 years and I wouldn't have to keep, in, you know, I'll only have to maintain it instead of constantly, like, I need to build this new bed, I need to do this. So I was hoping it, it would, you know, um, be a bit more self-sufficient, but obviously... I'll have to wait now until I can get the thicker timber, which will last longer. Yeah, yeah. Now, I'm just wondering, with your home plot compared to your allotment, obviously watering sounds like it's taken less time anyway. Mm-hmm. What about yeah. weeding? Um, weeding. Well, I haven't had that much trouble with weeding at home because uh, because I no dig. So mm-hmm. all the beds were set up with fresh compost in them, apart from the ones that I... I've used the recycled compost on um, because now I can't get hold of compost. Um, so I haven't found the weeding to be too bad, actually. And because it's at home, I find that um, I can pop out for five minutes and do a tiny bit of weeding before my children notice I've gone. And then they'll come out and find me and then I'll go back in the house and do whatever they want me to do. But that's partly as well why I gave up the allotment because I couldn't do that. You know, I couldn't just pop out and do five minutes mm. of weeding or five minutes of watering or something like that because it was not on my front doorstep. So that's, from that aspect growing in my back and front gardens does really work because there are a few things I can do in five minutes that would have to wait when I was on the allotment. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the allotment is a trip out, isn't it? It's not like you can just pop down there like you can walk out into the back garden. But yeah. The reason I ask about the weeding is I'm just sort of thinking at the moment is I went down the allotment yesterday and it was full of weeds. You only cleared weeds the other day. Yet at home, I barely have to touch any weeds. And it's a weird scenario or a weird observation that the home plots seem to get less weeds. And I can't figure Uh, out why. It might be. It's also 
I don't know what your allotment neighbours are like, but with me, there's an abandoned allotment right next to me. So a lot of the weed seeds from there just blow over in the wind. Mm. And so that might add to your weeding problem. Mm, no, I think mm. it's a cooch grass. It's just infested with cooch oh, grass. Yes, yes. You, you're saying you're obviously trying to grow more fruit and, and things at home, but what, what is your plan with your home plot? What's my plan? Um, just to um, really grow fruit and veg. I haven't really got any <laughs> <No>. plan. <laughs> <laughs> so you have no, no ideas that you're going to have like an area for growing fruit or veg or you just put oh, it? Oh, yeah, sorry. I, uh, right, yes, I have um, I've moved all my fruit trees. I had an L shape put into my garden. So uh, essentially... I split the garden into two sections and one was slightly raised now. And on the, on the slightly raised area is going to be where all my fruit and veg will grow. And then on the lower area, that's where the children and the chickens live. So the children have their play area down there. And then the, the chickens, um, they have their little area too. And, and then, um, yeah, on the top tier at the moment, I've um, got my fruit trees all in like wooden boxes that I've built and I'm just putting in um, lots of beds in and around where I can manage them because with my garden we very unhelpfully have a gas um, tank which is in the ground and it needs access to it to, to, to fill our gas up which is right in the middle of where I could put a really long raised bed so now I have to build or construct this bed that kind of fits around the, the gas tank so it sort of like leaves a diagonal path going all the way um, across my garden and I've got to try and do that so instead of just having a really straightforward rectangular raised bed which would look lovely it's going to be this sort of higgledy-piggledy half diagonal half something or other right. so um, that's holding me up somewhat and is quite vexing Sure, sure. Now, I've seen on some of your videos that your neighbours came to your aid as well and loaned you some of their area or something. Is that right? Yes, that's right. Um, my elderly neighbour, she's about 85, she always used to grow her own fruit and veg as well. Well, she grew more of her veg. And she's got a patch of, um, like, quite a biggish bed, probably about... Five meters by eight meters, something like that. Yeah, quite wide. Um, and they're not using it anymore. So they asked if I wanted to use it. So I, I've got there to grow as well, which is really handy because I don't know if I'm going to have my own area set up in enough time with all this, um, you know, with everything on lockdown and not being able to get compost. So at least I can grow my potatoes and um, broad beans and peas and sort of sweet corn over there for this year yeah how, how, so that's really, really helpful yeah how excellent is that is your is your neighbor gonna be out there advising you at the same time as she's a bit more experienced do you think uh yeah she likes to come out um, actually she likes to come out when the children are there because she likes to like see the children and they all run in her house and um up the stairs and nosy around her house and she keeps them entertained while I can like clear the beds and get on with some proper work so um 
she does have a bit of advice, but um, I think we we garden differently because I know dig, and mm. she I think she used to dig, so I think she finds what I'm doing a bit strange. Yeah, you know. Yeah, but um, I, I'll try and do her garden a bit more less no dig than I would my own because you can't really do your own sort of thing on somebody else's property if that makes sense makes perfect sense yeah yeah it's how for example I've got some wood chip outside which I'll use to earth up my potatoes on my bed but I wouldn't use the wood chip on her beds I'll rake the compost up either side you know that, that sort of thing yeah so that I can maintain the look of her bed a bit more than I would my own. Yeah, yeah. Got to keep your neighbour happy at the end of the day, haven't you? She's she's been good enough yeah. to loan you this area. Um, yeah. Are you are you also going to be providing her with some of your vegetables too? Yes, yeah. I give her some of the some of the produce. Yeah. I give her one potato maybe. <laughs> one <laughs> <run of> <laughs> no, I'm only joking. Yeah. Um, you know, it's like you always have more than you need, and you so you are always looking for people to offload things on anyway. Yeah, yeah. I, well, I just think that's such a lovely thing to do, especially at the moment. You know. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I would have liked to grow more veg actually this year to give to people, but I don't think I'm going to have the chance um, mm. with what the little, you know, with uh, with me not being up and running at the moment. I would have liked to have gone around the village and given out, you know, loads of beetroot and cabbages and things like that but I, I might still be able to do a bit of that but um not maybe not as much as I would have if I'd have kept the huge lot money for it yeah 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 now talking back of your huge allotment was it difficult mm -hmm. to give your allotment up yes it was um it I did it is something I think I've been thinking about for a long time it's been at the back of my mind whether the actual whether I needed to have an allotment or whether I could grow what I wanted um, for our family just in the back garden and I, I think what kept me going with the allotment was the amount of time and work I'd already put into the allotment yeah um, because I thought well I've done all the work over there to then turn around and give it up felt really um, like well what was the point in doing all that you know but then I thought well that doesn't really work because I'm always going to have to put that effort into getting it maintained. And I might as well put the effort into doing it in our, in our garden. So our garden looks nice because our garden was a bit feral. And I was spending all the time over the allotment. And that wasn't looking particularly good either because that was always weedy and this needed doing and this bed needed building. So I always felt like I was getting nowhere with anything at all. Um, so that was... Uh, so it was hard to say, like, like, but once I'd made the decision, uh, then I just had to go with it. And there was no, you know, there was no going back once I'd made that decision. And actually now, now that we've, um, we've had this uh, lockdown and the children have been home with me, I can see how much more beneficial it is for me to grow outside like I said just now about going outside and just doing five minutes of weeding mm. or going outside and doing five minutes of planting out my beetroot you know there are little jobs that I can get done which I wouldn't have managed to get done before so 
I, I am sad because I did, did enjoy having the allotment and it was my own little space. And my, you know, I'd be over there and that would be my time to myself to, um, to just sort of like get away from life and just reflect on things, um, which you don't really get now in growing in the front of back garden because <laughs> as you just saw when my children came running in and interrupted us, yep. um, that happens quite a lot. So, um, so yes, I will be sad when I finally like pack it all in um, because I'm still going over there at the moment to bring back the wood and and um, take up the plastic sheet in that I put down and things like that. Mm. Um, but yes, when I ultimately finish doing all of that, I will be very sad to sort of close the gate on it for the last time. Well, mm. yeah, I, I I can completely understand that. I mean... Like you say, you're invested in that bit of land and you've been invested in it for a number of years to then suddenly say, no, I'm not doing it again. Yes, it's a bit of yeah. a mental shutdown. Yes, yeah, yeah, it is a little. Um, but like I said, I, I can already see the benefits of growing here. So it's, um, I think because it's been such a long process as well, it wasn't like I just said, oh, I'm not doing allotment anymore. And, and totally stopped growing fruit and veg. It's been sort of like an, an ongoing, slowly moving gooseberry bushes, slowly moving rhubarb, slowly moving my fruit trees, you know. It's all, all gone on over the winter. So um, now the allotment doesn't look like it used to look when, when I had it because all most of the beds are out and everything has become weedy again. You know, it just, just looks a bit like a... Well, like when I took it over in the first place, actually. <laughs> yeah. Oh, excellent. Yeah. Excellent. Well, I think we're going to wrap up for today. So thank you so much again, Bethan, for joining me. If anybody wants to find oh, out more about what you're doing, where do they head? Oh, um, my YouTube page is uh, Bethan's Kitchen and Garden. Well, please do check out Bethan's YouTube channel. I highly, highly recommend it. She's a lovely person as well. I hope you've enjoyed that and you found that interesting. Now, if you want to contact me, it's richard at thevegrowpodcast.co.uk or you can visit the website at thevegrowpodcast.co.uk or you can search me on social media. Just search for The Veg Grow Podcast. But for today, please take care and I'll see you again next time. <laughs>